the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Well, thank you so much for joining us today on Take 10. We come to you every week with a discussion of an issue, a mental health problem, uh, something that's challenging to caregivers and others. I'm Ron Aaron, along with our co-host, Carol Zerniel and Dr. Jamie Heisman. Carol is Senior Vice President of Social Responsibility and the Foundation Executive Director at WellMed Medical Management. She was a 2022 San Antonio Business Journal Nonprofit and Corporate Philanthropy Executive of the Year. And Dr. Jamie Heisman, known nationwide for his work in caregiving. Uh, Dr. Jamie uh, has been involved in not only caregiving for caregivers and for those who are struggling uh, with addiction, uh, but he has been able to provide help for a whole lot of folks dealing with a variety of issues. And today, Dr. Jamie, I want to kick it off with uh, a topic that you inadvertently sent to me, not thinking it was a topic for Take 10, but it is perfect. Is it okay? if others are not comfortable with your boundaries in that awkward first moment when you say, no, thank you, do you need to backpedal and explain or apologize? Great question. I'm glad I'm sent that out. Actually, these are things that touch us and asks us to reflect on why we would feel guilty or want to apologize. So thanks for making this a topic, uh, Ron and Carol. I think this is ideal. So what I'm trying to explain for caregivers, because setting boundaries should be a human response, right? We, we keep people safe around us when they know our boundaries. We keep ourselves safe because we're not so porous. We're not going to do things that are painting outside the lines. But for a caregiver, if they think of boundaries, which I really want to make understandable to them, boundaries are basically your values, your needs, your preferences, okay, actually put into action. So what we actually do is, is stuff our codependent self and be a people pleaser and usually result, re, results in our being a hero, scapegoat, or some codependent roles. We take care of a loved one. But we don't realize that we have both a right and a duty to set our boundaries for the sake of our own well-being. So that's what it kind of means in terms of that. We should not feel guilty. That no is an actual complete sentence. What, what's your definition of boundaries? Well, boundaries are really, that is exactly what I said. So if you believe in something strong enough, Ron, a value, and we know a value is something that is a foundation for ourselves. So what well, you've heard these toxic sort of seminars and podcasts that we've done, these are valueless people. Values are things that we know is right, okay? The things that we go ahead to do. So a boundary is basically uh, if you will, a very safe sort of line around what we know is right. Not to feel guilty, but to feel that we're taking our oxygen first, as I often say from our book, and we're hugging ourselves. And it's okay to do that by saying no. A boundary says that we have a bottom line. It's an emotional bottom line. We can say it in a very nice fashion, but it's a non-negotiable issue because it reflects who we are, our values at the moment, 
and maybe even our own self-care as we're in this caregiver journey with others. So, Jamie, what I hear you saying is similar to the old adage, offense makes a very good neighbor. So <laughs> why, why does the fence, why does that fence, why does that boundary help us with the relationship? That's a great question, Carol. And let me ponder it for a moment as a therapist. So I think that that fence is like a boundary, let's call it. Let's keep people in mind. It's a, it's a logical response to, I'll call it unmet needs, okay? Unmet needs for ourselves, uh, that which we know, our mind, our body, our spirit. You see, when we give up our needs, especially in the caregiving world, it's an unsustainable sort of process. I call it kamikaze. We're literally going to get worse and worse by actually acquiescing and giving up our needs. So really neither distress or guilt helps our situation, right? It makes us feel worse. We go back into childhood to that place. And so boundaries help us to understand that that fence that you call it is literally a protection for our own mind, body, and spirit while we're taking care of a loved one. And guess what? They do also train people around us that it's okay for them also to have that quote unquote fence or boundaries for themselves. Well, and, you know, in, in listening to you, it also communicates to other people really what we are and are not going to do. So now I'm thinking of that family of caregivers, right? Those uh, those siblings that are involved in the care, um, you know, or the facility where our loved one lives, that this is what I'm willing to do and can do, and this is what I'm not going to do. And so now we can have a conversation about if there's any gaps or you know, any of these issues. With that's that's exactly else. right. And when you goal set as a caregiver, what is your goal, right? Is your goal to jump into a hole, uh, I call it the donut hole, get into the drama, do everything you can for your loved one, even do the things that would create self-esteem for them? Or is your goal really to feel better in your own daily life while you take care of your loved one? And so I think boundaries, if they're done according to our goals, that would mean that our goal as a, as a caregiver is to take care of ourselves, mind, body, and spirit, so we can be there for our loved one who has a chronic terminal or acute illness, who's scared to death, and need us there. So our boundaries reflect our goals. How's that? We're going to pick this up in a moment, but I want to let folks know who may have just joined us. You're listening to Take 10. I'm Ron Aaron, along with our co-host, Carol Zerniel and Dr. Jamie Heisman. And we're talking about when it's okay to say no, no thank you. And Dr. Jamie, uh, in defining guilt, uh, which is a pretty common feeling a lot of people have, I think of the late Justice Potter Stewart, you know, I can't define it, but I know it when I see it. What is guilt? Well, I tell my daughter who's 12 years old, you and I both are daddies, you know, which is not the AARP plan, right? But I tell my daughter around guilt is don't let people rent space in your head, sweetheart. Don't let people... Guilt, obviously, with caregivers is literally a clinical phenomenon. Here's how. In the world of, of caregiving or in the world of human beings, guilt is directly correlated with self-esteem. Right? So the higher our guilt, the lower our self-esteem. The lower our guilt, usually the higher our self-esteem. So the antidote, if you're having guilt because you said no, or you're having guilt because you're not doing something in your mind for your loved one instead of yourself, if you're having that, guess what? It's a great time to say to yourself, 
this, I need to take care of myself. I need to go do emotional regulation techniques. I need to do Pilates. I need yoga. I need to take care of my own stress because you raise your actual self-esteem, you will actually lower your guilt. So guilt is a barometer. And it is when people rent space in your head. And when you know something is right and you have the boundaries around that goal that we talked about, you won't have guilt. Why? Well, because you're literally taking care of the person you need to, which is yourself. So what if we're shifting gears? What if we didn't set any boundaries? This has been going on a long time. And suddenly we realize we need boundaries. Is it is it ever too late? No, it's never too late. As we deal with WellMed even now, uh, Carol, with complex PTSD, more 70 or 80 years old, we can still start reparenting ourselves properly. It's never too late. As a matter of fact, if we find it's difficult, and it is difficult, you know, I, I call it blood and guts patent, right? There's always patents, guts, and somebody else's blood. So I don't want to make platitudes and tell our caregivers they can do such difficult things. But if you're having a difficult time recreate, re, this resetting, as you say, at a certain age, get a third party engaged, get a geriatric care manager, a social worker. First, we have to deal with ourselves and why we're not taking care of ourselves. But if we need to get somebody to mediate a caree and a caregiver, that's where a geriatric care manager come in. I think you could reset at any given time, reparent at any given time, and then make yourself safer, not just for yourself or your loved one at any given time. It sounds like a plan. And where do you find a geriatric caregiver? Well, yeah, and Carol, I'm sure throughout her world can do it. I just spoke not long ago to the Geriatric Care Manager Association in South Florida. And so you can go online, Google Geriatric Care Manager. Certainly you'll find nurses and social workers who actually do this. It's wonderful. They're a third party who literally help usually with trust attorneys or families that become the lieutenant. They literally become the bear of bad news, if you will, instead of you. Why? Because it's clinically right. It's clinically correct. So you can get a third party engaged, correct the action where you're at and, and reset the process. And in the meantime, if you have difficult things to talk about, like ALFs and residential care and stuff, you can always recruit them as part of the process. I would always suggest that. Why? Because I think the caregiver always gets killed. The messenger does. So bring a third party in. Dr. Jamie, Carol Zernio, thank you. This has been Take 10. I'm Ron Aaron. Join us next time for Take 10. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.